What's up, everybody? This is Jeremy with No Holds, and man, I got an awesome, awesome guest. Um, this dude is fire. He is everything from word to rapping to just being Jesus. It's him right here. This is Craig James, and you probably know him as Five. What's going on, bro? Man, all is well, bro. I'm uh, blessed and honored to be on your podcast, man. So, yeah, excited, man. I've been excited about it, man. So, Heck yeah, man. So how's uh, how are you? How's the fam? How's everything going over there? All is well, man. God is good, man. Continues to, uh, you know, show up and show out in our lives, man, on a daily basis, you know. So no complaints over here, man. Just living life and, you know, continuing, continuing to strive, uh, you know, uh, for that higher calling, man, in Christ Jesus, bro. Just trying to be who he called us to be every day, man. Yeah. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions. Um, favorite color? Favorite color? Man, you hit me. <laughs> man. I'm gonna, I have a favorite color combo. I'm going to say red and black. You know what I'm saying? So, But we'll, we'll, we'll go with red right now. Red. I love red. <laughs> what about a red? All right. Um, favorite food? Favorite food? Man, carne guisada is my Uh-oh. favorite food. You know what I'm saying? Nice. A lot of folks don't know about that carne guisada, man. <laughs> I try to say carne guisada. They say asada. I'm like, no, this is carne guisada. You know what I'm saying? The, yeah. You know, the chunks of beef or, or pork, whatever you want to put in the gravy. You know what I mean? And it's, oh, man, come on, man. <laughs> a burrito with some cheese on that thing, man. Oh, my gosh, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. Hey. I'm getting hungry, man. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> we just got out of service over here, and I'm getting hungry. Oh man, I already know. Yeah, 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 that's my favorite food, man. Yep. Heck yeah. Um, favorite book. Favorite book. Man, this might be cliche, man. I don't read a whole lot, man. I do read, you know, some stuff, man, but I'd have to say the Bible, man. Like, there's not a greater book than that, man. And I know that sounds cliche, but for me, that's probably the book I read the majority of the time. Uh, I don't really read a lot of other books outside influencers or anything like that. I do, I do read some books by, uh, you know, my dude Sam Sam Rodriguez, man, Sammy, man. I got a couple of his books. I, I really like the way he, he ministers, man. And uh, I was given a book when I got saved from him, so I got a couple of his books. But other than that, man, I'm not I'm not a big reader, man. I hope y'all don't hold that against me, man. But I, oh, I no. do read the Word. That's about it, man. So, yes, sir. No, that's Bible, good. man. Oh yeah, I'll wait till the movie coming out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Most of the time, <laughs> I watch the movie. I used to have to do when we had the accelerator readers. You know, in high school, you know that's that's how I pick my books. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, ho- which one has a movie? Huck and Finn. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Let me, let me let me see this one real quick. Man. Right, right. Or what is it? Uh, Cliff Notes, something like that. Cliff I guess notes, like, yeah. I'll just read that right there, and I'm just good. read the Cliff Notes. You be straight, man. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> yeah, dang it. Yeah. Um, the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received? Ooh, man, that's a whole lot, man. Ooh. Uh, I, 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 I'll say this, man. I remember one time, you know, and you, you know my, my partner, uh, John Angel, man. You know, we met through CJ, which is his brother-in-law, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I remember we, we were at an event one time. We had spent money, rented a van. We all went up there, man, and we show up, and it's crazy. You know, not a lot of people. The sound system got stolen, they say, the night before. Mm. Uh, what they were supposed to pay us, they didn't pay us or whatever. So everybody was kind of bugging out, man. And, 
you know, I was like, you know what, let's go outside. Let's go pray real quick, man, before we just storm out of here, man. And as we, we bowed our heads to pray, man, I heard the Lord tell me, and this, and this is advice from the Lord, man, what he told me. He said, if I can't trust you with a few, I'll never give you the many. That's what he told me. That's, that's the best advice I ever had in my life, man. And so uh, that's why, you know, anytime you see five anywhere, whether it's one or a million, uh, I go the same. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's all out, man, because I'm going for an audience of one, man. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So if I can't trust you with the few, I'll never give you the many, man. You know, be faithful in the few and he'll make you Lord over, over many, man. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of the best advice I ever got, man. It was, it's directly from on high, man. So Ooh, that's, yeah. that's what's up, man. And and I, you can definitely tell that he's like, he's trusted you with the many, man. You can, the many people that are following you because of what you're doing, bro, that's amazing. God is, man. God is good. Bro. Yes, sir. Um, the worst advice you've ever received. The worst advice <laughs> I've ever received, man. Well, these are some good questions, man. Let me see. Let me think back, man. Oh, uh, I mean, <laughs> can we go here or what? I just say, I I just say this. Worst advice I ever had was one line ain't gonna hurt. I will leave it like that. You know what I'm saying? And most of you guys know my my testimony. We'll talk about it a little later, I think. But yeah, yeah, you know when you're when you're partying and you're at a party and a friends has some cocaine or whatever, like one line ain't gonna hurt you, man. That that was one of the biggest lies I ever heard. Worst advice of my life. You know what I'm saying? Took me down a road that I I, I didn't need to be on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if you can go back and talk to your teenage self, what advice mm. would you give him? Hmm. Man, read your word, seek God with all your heart. You know what I'm saying? And and just love God and love people, man. That that's what I would go tell them. Just stay in your word, man, and, and just trust God. So yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I knew knew then what I knew now, man. You know. Mm. Uh you know, it's funny because you know, I'm still a I, I find myself still a baby right now. I got saved when I was 28. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost 10 years. Uh I've been saved. I'll actually be, you know, 37 on uh, July 18th, man. So I'm kind of up there, but I still find mm-hmm. myself young because I didn't find myself for so long. I I wasn't the real Craig for so long. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, you know, and if I would have known that earlier, I think, you know, a lot of more doors could have opened up and, you know, I, I could have done a lot of my stuff, but you know, everything, I believe everything, God takes you through everything for a reason. And, and you know, we're here now. So praise yeah. God for that. All right. Amen to that, bro. Um, would you rather be loved or or feared and why? Man, I'd rather be loved, man. Uh, why? Because, man, love, love is everything, man. You know, um, love never, never fades. It never fades, man. The one thing that, that will that will last all time and I'll, I'll do everything is love, man. And, you know, the Bible teaches us that uh, we love because God first loved us, man. Mm-hmm. And so for me, man, it's just like, man, I, I just rather be loved, you know, than, than feared for sure. For sure. Yes, sir. No, that's good, man. Those are some good, it's good, uh, very good answers, man. Um, you know, now we just uh, talk about your testimony, bro, where you're from and how you grew up and I mean, you know, so where, where, where is Five from? Where's so Five is from, from, from the big city, bright lights, you know what I'm saying? Earth, Texas, you know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't get no bigger than that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now I'm from Earth, Texas, man, a little small town in the panhandle. 
Um, you know, born and raised there. Um, well, not born in Earth. You can't be born in Earth because there's no hospital. So I was born in Littlefield, Texas, where the hospital was, same county or whatever. But, you know, I was raised in Earth, Texas all my life, man. And uh, went to high school there, graduated, uh, did all my dirt there. You know what I'm saying? Ended up getting saved there. So, you know, it, it all came full circle, man. And, and, and God is good in that aspect. But, you know, I grew up, you know, uh, just me and my brother, um, no father in the house. He left when I was three. So, you know, me, my mom, my brother, we moved in with my grandmother. And, and um, at that time, my two uncles who were more like brothers to me because they're around my age. Um, they were still in school while I was in school and stuff like that. But came up with them, man. And, uh, you know, um, high school got got really addicted to uh, to to drugs, man. Got addicted to cocaine, cocaine at 16. Um and man, you know, it just kind of took over my life. And, you know, so spent a majority of my life hooked on uh, cocaine, crack cocaine and methamphetamines. Um, and like I said uh, earlier, I was 28 years old when, uh, you know, God came in and saved me, man, in the trap house. I heard his voice. He told me to go to church. Uh, one night I had been up seven days, uh, been up all night smoking crack. Uh, and, you know, it's just saw a scene, something that just broke my heart. And I just heard God speak and say, go to church, went to church and, that day I was forever changed, man. Instantly delivered from a cracking, uh, crack cocaine and meth methamphetamine uh, addiction, man. Like no withdrawals, no nothing, man. Never went back. And yeah. so, uh, all Jesus, man. So yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Um, what made you, what made you want to get into crack? Like what, uh, was there something there? Was, were you at different, maybe parties, your friends, like what is, what influenced you in doing that? Yeah, man, I guess for me, man, just growing up and, and just being a drug addict, man, and, and well, you know, and, and one thing, man, I tell people, man, the, the, the power of life or death is in the tongue, man, and growing up, I would always hear people tell me, you know, you're just like your dad, you know, it's crazy because I, I never really knew my dad, but I ended up being just like him, man, and, you know, it, it could be because people kept putting that on me, people kept telling me this is what I was going to be, this is what I'm going to be. So, you know, uh, you know, definitely, you know, fell in love with cocaine and, and it, just, it just became chasing another high, man. You know, uh, you know, coke wasn't doing it for me no more. So, oh, let me try this crack. You know what I'm saying? Started getting high to crack. The crack wasn't doing it. Then we went to meth and, and it was through the meth addiction that God really spoke to me and really saved me and brought me out, brought me out of that, man. But yeah, it's just it's just a, a whole lot of stuff, man. Just, you know, just growing up without a father. You know, and, and just so much stuff, man, that, that took place in my life, man. I think, you know, trying to fill a void. Uh, I try to fill a void with those things instead of, you know, the one, the the person, Jesus, who could fill every void, man. And so, you know, uh, you know, crack was just, you know, it just took a hold of me, man. And then when it got to where it wasn't doing really nothing for me, then meth just, man, that was a whole whirlwind in itself, man. It, it took me, it, it took me way down, so. But praise God for Jesus, man. Praise God for Jesus. Oh, yeah, man. Amen to that for sure, bro. You know, you, you were saying that your dad kind of had, I guess, something to do with this, to do with it, too, while you, I guess you're just trying, like, what were you saying, trying to find a void? Yeah, trying and, to uh, fill that void, yeah. What about, um? have you speak to your dad now? Do you have any kind of relationship with your dad now? Man, I mean, we 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 spoken, man. I mean, it's 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 complicated, man. I got to do better. I'm not gonna lie, man. I got to go out there. I just made the decision. Me and my wife were talking. I got to go visit that side of the family, and just really uh, insert myself in there, man. Just uh, just show them love, man. But you know, he actually, uh, my dad actually got uh, robbed and and got shot at uh, you know like point blank range with a shotgun, and you know they blew his whole leg off, man. And 
uh, we hadn't talked or anything, but I went out there when I, when I found out that, you know, he was in ICU and everything and, you know, got to sit there and pray with him. And, uh, you know, now he's, he's alive. He's well, uh, you know, other than being in a wheelchair and have a, a, a prosthetic leg, you know, he, he's cool, man. But, you know, um, you know, it's just like the relationship, man, you know, I definitely wanted to be mended and I gotta, I gotta go do that, uh, you know, really, really, really soon. But we don't really talk like that, man. You know, it's just, he just does his own thing, man. And I understand that, man. And I really don't want to force nothing on him, you know, but I still want him to know I, I do love him. He is my dad, um, you know, but, but, you know, the Bible clearly states, man, you don't have many fathers in, in, in on earth, but you definitely have one in heaven, man. So, you know, praise God that, you know, I found, I found a father who loves me unconditionally, man. And, you know, and, and will never leave me nor forsake me. So, um, I'm grateful for that, but, you know, in the same sense, I want to be the person to go in and, and share that same love with my dad, man, and show him I forgive him. And, you know, I, I love him, man, you know, without him, there's no me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's it's just part of the story, man. You know, and maybe maybe my journey. I wasn't meant to have a dad there. I wouldn't turned out how I turned out. You know what I'm saying? I, maybe it would have totally different, man. So, you know, but now I'm able to to go places. And you know, we 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 live in a generation that's man, bro. It's a lot of fatherless kids in our generation, man. It's a lot of fatherless people in our generation. So I'm able to speak to that, you know, and let them know, you know, you do have a father, you know, and um, you know, it's 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 a cool thing, man. But yeah, he. We we don't have that that tight of a relationship, man. But we're trying to we're trying to get back there and trying to get that built up, man. No, oh, yeah, that's good, bro. Heck yeah. Do you feel like um, since you didn't have your dad there, like you and your son, like y'all's bond is a whole lot stronger? I guess. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Me and my me and Kyrie, man, that's like my best friend, dude. Like, I love that kid to death, man. And you know, uh, and, and you know, uh, my part of my testimony too, man. I lost two kids. Um, you know, I, I, w- I was married before Christ. Um, had two children and, and then we got divorced and, uh, you know, uh, their mom, for whatever reason, keeps them away from me. Uh, you know, I haven't seen them in, you know, 15 years. Um, you know, I think my daughter is going to be a senior this year and then my son's going to be a junior. Uh, so I, I have two kids, man, and uh, I have two other kids and then I have my son, Kyron. And so, uh, you know, w- when, when Kyron was born, though, something clicked inside me and I, I promised I promised him and I promised myself um, and I vowed to God that I would never lose another kid, man. And so, um, man, I've, I've been in his life, man. Cause I, I never wanted to be that all my life. I grew up, I was like, man, I would not do my kids like my dad. I would not do my kids like my dad. I would not. Mm-hmm. And then this situations and stuff happens and, and that happens, man. And I, I love my kids to death. And maybe one day they'll see this and know, man, you know, daddy been trying to see y'all for 15 years. He's been saved, you know, for 10 and so, uh, you know, completely turned around, completely saved, yeah. you know? And so I, I, uh, man, I just want them to know I love them. But my bond with Kyron, me and Kyron, man, you know, we actually just wrapped up a project called Just the Two of Us um, that we're going to be releasing on my birthday, July 18th. Uh, It's a couple of songs we did together. Uh, There's three songs on there that Kyron did with a bunch of dope artists. Uh, And then I got a couple of songs on there I did with with some more friends. But, you know, it's just the concept of the album is just the two of us, man. And when you hear the title track, man, it's a playoff. You, you remember that song? Just the two of us. Oh, yeah. Like when you, when you hear the song, bro, it's it's incredible, man. Like the verse he wrote uh, to me and then the verse I wrote to him, it just, man, it just, it just, man, it, it just tells about our relationship, man. And I hope, I hope it blesses a lot of fathers and sons or daughters or whatever you got out there. Just, you know, how, what it is to be a father. Now that I know, now that I have a father yeah. and he's shown me how to be a father, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's me and Kai's relationship, man. And I want it to be like that. I want him to understand it. He can come to me with anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, the Bible says train a child up in the way they should go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. You know what I'm saying? And I understand it says that when they grow old, it doesn't talk about, you know what I'm saying, after training them up and they leave off and they do what they do. But it says when they grow old, they will not depart from it. So I totally understand because I was raised in a, in a home where my grandmother was a devout Christian. You know what I'm saying? And she she instilled that stuff in us. But still, when I grew up, I wanted to go do my own thing. I wanted to go see the world. I wanted to do this. And I understand that there might be there may come a day where Kyron's going to want to do that. You know what I'm saying? But I want him to understand what I'm trying to instill in him right now is that no matter what you do, I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're in trouble. I don't care what's going on do not hesitate to come to me. Cause that's just like how God is with us. God is like, look, it don't matter what you did. I don't care. Who, I'm your father. I said, I never leave you nor forsake you. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't want to pass judgment on you. I want to love you and I want to help you get through this. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I want it to be. That's how our relationship is. And that's how I want it to be. So that's how I try to keep it with him, man. Like, man, you know, you can talk to daddy about anything, man. You know what I mean? So yeah. no matter what it is, I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to love you. Oh man, that's dude, that's good, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heck yeah, that's good. And and I think it's like that with me also. Um, of course, me not growing up with dad, and then having a son now. I've, mm-hmm. And not not saying that my bond is stronger or better than with my daughters, but just being able to have have that father son bond. You know, it's just like man, I that's love it. Something different. Yeah, yeah. Because. Cause you know, like, man, like, I mean, if you know, not having a dad, like you don't have nobody there to teach you how to shave. You, you got nobody there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like to, to teach you how to de- do these things. Like me to this day, like, you know, I can't, I don't know how to work on no vehicles. I can't do any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Cause I didn't have a father figure in my life to teach me all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and, and I'm trying to teach him, like telling Kyron, man, this kind of stuff you need to read up on. You got to do this. Like, I really don't know how to do it, but we'll figure it out together. You know, stuff like that, man, because, you know, it, it's it's an important thing to have a, a man in your life, man. And I think, you know, uh, if you look at it, man, there's the statistics that show, you know, when the, when the dad gets saved the whole family gets saved mm-hmm. and it's, it's a, it's a high number that, that rate, you know what I'm saying? When, when the father comes to Christ first, you know what I'm saying? It's easier to bring the, the whole family to Christ. But then we, we look and we see in the church, it's mostly women that come to God first, you know what I'm saying? And it takes a while for them to get their kids. You, I, I go to concerts all the time, bro. And I minister to people all the time and you know, my testimony. And so women, they come up, you know, older, older ladies about their kids. Like, Oh, my son's going through the same thing you went through. I need your help. Can you pray for him? It's like, man, what would happen if we had fathers who, and we could teach them and get them into the church first? Because when that happens, it trickles down to the family a lot better, you know, cause the man, mm-hmm. it, 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 biblically the man is the head of the household. And so, it all comes down from there. You know, Christ is the head of him and then it's him and then it's the lady, but we're doing stuff backwards. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's harder for the family to come in, but when the man jumps in there, you know, it's a lot easier for the kids to follow. It's a lot easier for the, for the woman to follow. But when the woman jumps first, man, she'd be praying for that man to come to church for years. You know what I'm saying? Like I've seen it, I've seen it, man. And it's like, man, we got to do better. and We got to teach our kids better than that. So that's what we want to do. And that's what I want to do with my son. Like, nah, you need to be the the head, but you got to understand that your head is Christ Jesus all time. And, you know, in, in, uh, in that song, uh, the, the, just the two of us, uh, he says that, you know what I'm saying? He said, uh, what's the lyrics Kyron said? He said, uh, he said, now I'm bound to see heaven because you taught me how to fly. 
keep Christ at the center. That's to the day that I die. You know what I'm saying? So that that right there, and those are lyrics from his mouth, a 14-year-old. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, wow. And he just turned 14 in April. You know, so I'm like, man, so that, that's it, man. Once we teach our kids, keep Christ at the center, everything else will fall into place. I promise you, man. So yeah, yeah really dope, man. Dude. Dang it, man! That I can't wait to hear it now, man. Dang it! It's a good song, man. It's a good yeah. song, bro. Heck yeah, man! No, uh, I mean I want to talk about your music because, man, uh, I've been listening to your first album, amazing. Uh-huh. And I'm not, I'm not gonna go there just yet. Cause <laughs> that, that album. Nobody, nobody knows about that album. <laughs> like I, I posted Dude. a post the other day with all my albums. They're like, "What the heck are these first three? Dude, <laughs> you know what I'm man! I'm like, man, see, I've been out here doing this, man. Amazing you know? is just. Uh, man, that's still fire, bro. Man, I, it, was, it was a real time, a real place, man. And whenever it comes from a real place, man, I, I know God be working through it, man. So yeah. Yeah, I love that album still to this day, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Man. Definitely, man. Definitely. I'm that's Free cool. is probably my all-time favorite song I've oh, ever done, man. Dude, yeah. Yeah, that... Dang it. Yeah, I'm not going to go there just yet. I'm going to wait. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm going right. to wait. Um, after, I guess, after high school... What, what what was life after high school? Stealing drugs and yeah yeah yeah. Life after high school, man. I moved to the LBK, man, Hub City, Lubbock, Texas. Lubbock, Texas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Guns up, baby. Y'all already know what it is. Yeah. Hey, y'all see Pat Mahomes get all that money? You know what I'm saying? That's because he went to that's because he went to Tech. No, I was just kidding. But now, nah, so yeah, I moved I moved to Lubbock, man. And you know, like I said, man, I got I got really thrust into the drug world, man. I started working with one of the biggest dope dealers out there in Lubbock uh, as far as cocaine and. You know, and I, I just fell into that spiral, man, of, of doing those things, man, because that's what I thought being cool was, you know. And so, um, yeah, man, and uh, it just took over me, man, you know. Mm-hmm. And, 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 man, I, I swear from when I graduated, I graduated at 17. I was 17 when I graduated to when I was 28, man. Like, it's, it's all a whirlwind, just yeah. nothing but drugs and alcohol and everything you could imagine, bro. Did you meet your first wife in Lubbock? Uh, no, 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 no. She was actually from Earth as well, Spring Lake. Yeah, 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 okay. yep. And uh, so, you know, we we ended up having our two children and going our separate ways or whatever. Um, and you know, honestly, man, I, I believe God brought Tiffany in my life to save me, man. Because, man, it's crazy. Because you know, her mom always talks about too how she would always pray her husband, her boy, her boyfriends out of their out of her life like she would always pray them out but for some reason god wouldn't let her pray me out of her life even though i was probably the worst of them you know what i'm saying like oh so you met you met you met tiffany before christ oh yeah oh yeah me and tiff were together yeah me and tiff were together what we say six six years before christ about six seven years before we got saved like okay so yeah man she stuck with me through it all bro like you know what I'm saying? And that's why I always tell her, man, I got this quote. I said, man, you stuck with me in the pit. It's only right I give you the palace. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's yeah. it's, it's a rare thing. The Bible says he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord, man. And I thank God for my favor, man, because God used Tiff and Kaida to really, uh, you know, bring me to himself, man. And so, man, it's a beautiful thing now. Beautiful marriage, man. Everything's going good, man, right now. By the grace of God. Dude, that's what's up, man. So how did you and Tiffany meet? So, <laughs> oh, man. oh, what up, man? So you better get it right, because if she so, listens to this and you get it wrong, I know, man. So no, so her, her, uh, her, um, one of her brothers was my best friend growing up. You know what I'm saying? Then uh, her older brother, the oldest brother, Romy, 
became like my best friend. You know what I'm saying? After high school, like me and Romy were super close, man, and always together. You know what I'm saying? God rest his soul, man. But uh, we, uh, man, I ended up, I was going through a divorce, man. And I, and she was, she was 18. She had just turned 18. You know what I'm saying? So listen, she was 18, guys. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I was <laughs> saved at this time anyway. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I ended up running into her at the, uh, at a pizza parlor in Earth. And, uh, man, I told my homie, uh, Anthony Cantrell, one of my best friends, I said, man, that's going to be my wife. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, God just worked it all out, man, perfectly. But I, I truly believe that she was the one God created for me, man. So, um, and you know, all things work for the good of those who love the Lord and called according to his purpose, man. Everything doesn't work out how, how, how people plan it and all that stuff, man. And sometimes we make our own decision and we do, we go outside of God's will and do stuff. And, you know, especially when we don't know who he is and we're not saved, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's what happened with that first marriage, man. It, it wasn't supposed to be in, in the, in the first place, man. But, you know, I, I don't regret having those two beautiful kids that I got, man, knowing that hopefully one day they're going to come to see daddy, man. And, yeah. I'm going to be able to, you know, just share with them and love on them and, and show them the love of Christ, too. But, you know, Tiff, man, she she held me down, man, and she still does to this day, man. So, you know, uh, man, love her to death. And uh, we're just enjoying life together now, man. And even that, man, how, you know, we had ended up splitting up um, like two days before I got saved. Like she was done with it, man. I had been... I, like I was gone off the meth, man. And, you know, up until that point, like I was a functioning addict, like nobody knew I was on drugs. Nobody knew I was on meth. Uh, but it just got to the point where it was just, it was start crazy. I wasn't sleeping at all. You know, staying up days at a time. And, you know, she was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm done with this, you know? And so, um, she actually ended up, we actually ended up splitting up and, uh, I ended up going out to party, um, which was uh, my brother's birthday. My brother, Chad, you know, my brother, I think you, you've met I him. I think uh, I've met him before, yeah. Yeah, and he, uh, it was his birthday. His birthday was November 7th. So that Saturday night was November 6th. And so we went out to party and, you know, that's when I had, uh, you know, I had been up for seven days and we went and bought, bought some cocaine. It ended up being whack. We went and got some crack and we're smoking the crack. That's when God spoke to me, go to church. I went to church. And so I get saved um, that morning, man, Sunday, November 7th, uh, 2010. And so I call her and I'm like, man, I, I just want you to know, man, I'm totally different. God changed me. And we we're going to another church service in Lubbock that afternoon. And so I begged her to go with me and she was like, is your grandma and your aunt going? I'm like, yeah. So she came and, uh, you know, we walked up together and she gave her life to the Lord and we surrendered our, our lives to the service of Christ together that same day. And so that was uh, November 7, 2010. And so now we were like, man, you know, our eyes, eyes are open. You know, we already got Kyron. He's already, you know, three, uh, well, he's five years old. Kyron's five. And so we're like, man, like we've been living in sin all this time. So we, we make the, 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 the decision to stay abstinent and get married January 8th, 2011. So for two months, you know, we lived together, man. It was a hard thing because, you know, you, when you already doing stuff and you're already together, you're living together. Yeah. That yeah. temptation ain't no joke, but uh, God actually kept us through it, man. And I think because of that, our bond got so, so much stronger, man. And, our love for each other. It was like, man, just a brand new, fresh, like relationship that came out of this because we, we saw we were living wrong and we told God, we want to get this right. And so when we did, man, it's been a beautiful thing, man. So, uh, and now, you know, uh, it's like, sheesh, like the, 
just our, our whole marriage, everything's been going so great, man. And, you know, we, we, we have problems like every other relationship because a relationship is work, period. Mm-hmm. Even with your relationship with Christ and God, it's, it's going to be work. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. faith without works is dead. You know what I'm saying? So that's the same thing. Marriage without works is dead. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not working mm-hmm. at it, it's go- it ain't going to work. You know what I'm saying? So Bro, yeah. Uh, yeah. We, yeah. we work through stuff, man. And, and we, we know that we're meant for each other and we love each other and we know who Jesus is. So as long as Jesus is at the center, the Bible declares that you know a threefold cord is not easily broken you know what i'm saying i'm one cord she's one cord and jesus is that cord that intertwines us you know and you know i heard it said like this too like you know an oreo cookie i'm one cookie she's one cookie and jesus is the sweet stuff in the middle you know what i'm saying and that's what keeps us together you know one <laughs> yeah. cookie by itself is all right right you know what i'm saying you know a lot yeah. of people like to take the cream the cream by itself is probably the thing <laughs> most people do yeah. that's what you need jesus but when that all that stuff is together it makes a beautiful thing called an Oreo, man, that people go crazy over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. you know, you need that that one cookie, that one cookie, and that sweet stuff in the middle, Jesus, man. So that's how our relationship is, man. So it, it, it's been beautiful, bro. Oh, dang it, man. That's what's up, man. Heck yeah. I love it, man. Um, um, so music, when did you get into music? Well, no, no, let me let me take that back. Hold on. <laughs> so, after, uh, after you got saved, mm-hmm. you had no struggles at all. No struggle. Like I'm talking about like fiending for, for drug, nothing. Dude, Not that, that's awesome. No withdrawal, nothing. Yeah. Never to this day. Like no, no fiends, no, no one to do it. You know what I'm saying? Just like, man, thank you. God delivered. See deliverance. God delivered me. Like literally he delivered me from that, yeah. man. And so, you know, um, I had no withdrawals, nothing like that, man. So, and, you know, praise God too, man. Shout out to uh, to to CJ and Evan Castillo, man, because you know God brought them in our lives at that time, man, and they were already walking with the Lord, and uh, you know they kind of knew about me, man, and and who I was, man. And so when I got saved, man, and, and they they saw that, man, they they did what real brothers in Christ should do, man. They came and took me under their wing, bro, and showed me and my family so much love, bro. And so, you know, I'll, I'll forever love them, man, forever. Man, Every almost every interview I talk, talk I do, I talk about them, man, because it, it was so real how they came in and helped me get to where I am today, yeah. man. So it, it was a blessing, man. Yeah, I was just about to ask you if you had – if you had some friends or, you know, people to encourage you to keep going and oh, you know, yeah. pick you up when you're down. Cause you know, you, you have some people when you're down, they want you to stay down even after you're saved. Oh, yeah. And that's what sucks. It's like, man, you call yourself a Christian, like really, but, yeah. um, but still, you know, I was like, oh, I want to know if you had any friends like that. Yeah, man. All the people, man. A lot of people didn't believe it. Cause everybody knew who Craig was, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so all the Christians I knew, they didn't want to believe it. But but CJ and Evan, man, and their families, bro, they they saw it, man. And, and they stuck with me through some some times, man. And we, we went through some stuff together, you know what I'm saying? And, and God brought us out of it, man. And, you know, I see CJ, man, like, man, that dude's so knowledgeable in the word, Evan as well. And, you know, the boys are just talented, man. And, and that's really where the music thing started, man. You know, I started hanging out with them and they – CJ plays the drums. Evans on the bass. They got another cousin plays guitar. They got another cousin plays piano. Like their whole family is like musically mm. talented. So we had actually started a worship band called Spike Nard. You know what I'm saying? What? Hey, if people oh, don't want to know about that. See, no, I didn't this, know this, about this that the, either. This is the, the the origins. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had told them like, man, I really want to sing for the Lord because before this, I would never sing in front of people. 
I would never, before I got saved, like I wouldn't do it in front of people. Like if I was at a party and we were, we were drinking and doing our thing, of course I freestyle cause I'm from Texas. We turn on a beat, we rap, but it wasn't like I was pursuing music or anything like that. And nobody even knew I could sing, sing like, mm. you know what I'm saying? And so I would never do it in front of people. But when I got saved, I was like, man, I got to use these gifts for the Lord. So we started this little group, man. We started writing songs and everything. And then I guess they didn't, they didn't like my, they, they didn't like the group cause Evan brought me this beat one day. He's like, hey, bro, I feel like God want me to get this to you. (laughs) It was a a beat. You know what I'm saying? And so I ended up writing my very first Christian rap to it, man. And and, uh, actually on that album, Amazing, Evan probably produced, Evan produced a a lot of those songs, man. And our first mixtape, Evan Evan actually produced a lot of those songs, man. So um, I know for sure I got a song called Game Over on Amazing that Evan produced. That's probably one of my favorite songs on there too, Game Over. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was hard. So, and then uh, yeah. just, a, just a bunch of different different stuff that they did, man, and they really helped me out. But yeah, yeah, originally it was supposed to be a worship group called Spike Nard. And the reason, the reason I called it Spike Nard because th- there's a story that stood out to me about this woman who came to Jesus and washed, you know, and poured this ointment on his feet, you know, and washed his feet with it. And what that was, was Spike Nard, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I wanted to be. I just wanted to be, you know, that that fragrance that fell on the feet of Jesus, man. Just that that praise. I wanted to give him everything I had, man. And so, yeah, man. So we called it Spike Nard, man. But, you know, luckily that didn't stick. Cause y'all be buying Spike Nard CDs right now. You know what I'm saying? Spike Nard. You know what I'm saying? Sounds like a rock group, huh? Man, I did not. I knew that. Uh, CJ would say that you would sing, but he never mentioned anything about no Spike Nard. No, he was Spike Nard. Hey, he gonna hear it. He gonna know that. <laughs> Not that. Hey, love them brothers, man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. So what about how did you get the name Five? How did I get the name Five, man? So originally I was gonna call myself Grace, man, because uh, you know that day I got saved at the altar, I, I plainly heard God say, "Show the world my grace," and so. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna call myself Grace. And Tiff was like, I, I don't know if you wanna be traveling, having grown me and call you Grace. And I'm like, you know what, you're right. And so uh, the next day, man, I was actually watching a pastor and he was preaching on Grace and he he said the biblical number for Grace is five. And it's actually the, the biblical number for Grace and Favor, uh, the number five, man. And so I was like, wow. So I took the five and then I added IVE to it. And, and what it means, it's an acronym. And what it means is grace is victory everlasting. That's why you have the five IVE. So it means grace is victory everlasting. Yeah, man. So that's where the name five came from. Uh, for those who, who've been asking me and, and don't know, man. Yeah, it's just his grace, man, is, is everything. Like, man, thank God for his grace. Yeah. And what got you into music, you know, um, into rapping? You said you love to sing, but what about... I know you said, of course, Texas oh, freestyling, but yeah, yeah. what got you into like, oh, I'm gonna rap? Like, man, I, I always love music. I always love rap, man. You know, um, I, I just always loved it, man. And you know, when I got when I got saved, you know, I threw away all my secular music. It's like, man, I broke every CD, everything I had, threw them away. And uh, I remember um, uh, my cousin, my wife's cousin, uh, my wife's cousin's husband, David, uh, Ida's husband, Ida's husband, David. Um, he uh he's like, man, have you heard this dude? And he brought me a CD. He brought me, well, it was a song, I think. He had, he had burned or something. And it was a song called Pray For You uh, by Lecrae. You know what I'm saying? And so I had never heard anything like that before. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
you know, the closest I heard to it was, uh, you know, uh, my mom had bought me a CD of MC Hammer back in the day. He, he And people don't know this. MC Hammer actually did a Christian album like in 1995, 96. Uh, it's crazy. He has a song called Going Up Yonder. But that was the only Christian rap I had ever heard uh, up until that point. But, you know, I had already been way past that, forgot about all that. And so I was just like, man, I can't even do rap. I can't listen to rap no more. I can't do it. And uh, he, brought, he brought me this song, man. And I listened to it. And I was like, wow. Like this is this really ministers. Like this is real. Like mm-hmm. so I was like, man, God, this is what you want me to do. And it was like right about the time, the same time I talked about how Evan brought me the beat. Like I had heard this song and then Evan brings me this beat. And I'm like, wow, God, is this what you want me to do? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I I'll do it. You know, my, my grandma's finally proud of me. My mom, now I gotta go tell them I'm a rap for Jesus. And you know what I'm saying? They want they older generation, they weren't trying to hear that, man. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that was what I knew that's what God was calling me to do because man, the, the generation we, we come from and, and you know, even now, like hip hop is the most uh consumed music genre in the world right now, man. And so you know, of course, God would want to infiltrate that. Of course, God would want to go in there and, and put some truth in there. So, you know, I, I started doing it, man. And, and God just started opening doors, bro. He just started opening doors. Dude, yeah, man. And a lot of doors for sure. You can definitely tell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Your first album, your first CD. You said you had a mixtape, I guess, before Amazing. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, we don't even want to talk about that. I can't. I hope that never comes out. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> uh, man, yeah, you know, I was just excited. I started just making music for the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, the first album album actually dropped uh, November seventh, two thousand eleven. A year from the date I got saved. Um, amazing, amazing, man, and and that was. That was it, man. The the whole message of the album was just like, man, God is amazing, man. If he can save somebody like me, come on, y'all. He's amazing, man. So, yeah, man, people, pretty, people, especially in our area, man, they really love that that album, man. I did too, man. And you, uh, that, that album opened a lot of doors for me too, man. It you did. remember the intro? The intro. Yeah, you were now tuned in to the Truth Music movie. <laughs> Dude. Oh, yeah. Dude, hey. man, that was fire, bro. I yeah. remember when you... uh we brought you over here to Seminole. Yeah. Seminole. It was uh, Fidel and you. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. You 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 did oh, the yeah. intro and it just went off, bro. Bro, crazy. Yeah. I remember that, man. Man, God showed up too. Woo! That, every time though, I was in Seminole. Man, God showed up. Man, beautiful, beautiful place to be. Man, you guys definitely are blessed over there. Yeah. Uh, with Pastor Delay and you know what I'm saying. Oh Ben, I know Ben moved to uh. Lubbock, huh? Yeah, he moved LK, to LK, man. Praise God. Man. Yeah, he's doing big things too, man. I'm proud of yeah. him too. I know it. I already know it, man. Yeah, Ben's a good people, man. I love Ben. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, um, dude, yeah, like I was saying, I, I was I've been listening to Amazing. And um, man, if, if you haven't listened to it, you you better go listen to it. Man, every song on there, I, I guarantee you it'll bless you. Like, man, that. Dude, it goes off, bro. It still goes off. It may be your Praise first God. album. Dude, it, it's still fire, bro. Like 10 years, 10 years old, man. Dude. Hey, hey, that's my first album, man. So y'all, y'all go listen to it. Y'all, y'all see that. That's my first, like anytime pursuing rap, music, anything, man. So, you know, uh, but God definitely showed up and showed off on that that album, man. That that album opened up a lot of doors. There's still a lot of radio stations that play on free, like crazy you know what i'm saying like yeah they keep playing it man every time i go somewhere people are like do i'm free and i'm like man i got so much music now i'm like man i can't even remember that song but i'm actually <laughs> learning it man because i'm actually about to do this uh last dance tour 
Mm. Uh, it's like going to be my final tour as a, as a Christian rapper and doing this thing, man. So um, I'm doing music all the way from the beginning to the end, man. So oh, dude. it's going to be pretty cool, man. It's going to yeah. be pretty cool, man. Bittersweet, but cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, man. Um, when it, I know you and CJ, y'all used to have a, uh, I'm on fire for God event. Dude, yeah. what, what started that? That, that was the whole thing, man. Like, I got saved and I was just so on fire, man. And I, I think too, man, you know, when CJ and them brought me in, man, and, and you know, th- they had been already been walking with the Lord, you know, and, and that's the thing about, uh, I think that new believers uh, do too, man. Like for people that are already walking in the Lord, when a new believer comes in on fire, guess what happens? It, it touches everybody else around them and they're on fire. And, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how we should continue to stay on fire, man, is we have to continue to reach out and try to help these people that are coming in. But they did that man and bro we just started talking and like man let's do these events like and so i was i was doing music and and i knew for me you know what i'm saying i don't want to be rude or too horn i was like man this music is pretty good i know it ministers i know god gave me this message but i couldn't get booked anywhere you know what i'm saying and and god spoke to me and he was like i've given you everything you need i've equipped you with all you need do it yourself and so i talked to cj and ever we had meetings and i'm like bro we should start doing these events and we came up with the I'm on fire thing and we started doing events all around like just our area, man, just, just igniting fire, man. in the body of Christ seeing people saved. our first I'm on fire event in earth, Texas was, uh, we did it to, to raise money from my aunt who was going to the, uh, cancer center of, uh, in Oklahoma, you know, we wanted to help her and, you know, we weren't expecting a whole lot and we had already had some backlash from, you know, some, some churches and leaders and stuff. And, you know, and they didn't really want to help us do it. And we're like, no, we're going to do it. We know God told us to do it. And so earth probably has a population of about a thousand people, man, bro. We did that first event and there were like 500 people crammed into this little place, bro. Like (laughs) when I tell you it was crazy. We're like, this got to be God. You know what I mean? Like people coming up to the altar, getting saved, getting healed, getting delivered, uh, you know, and then, you know, of course that grew, if I can, uh, raise my camera up, you won't be able to see it, but right behind me this way, right here, this flyer I'm pointing at, that's probably the, one of the biggest I'm on fire events we did. It happened in Hereford, Texas. And we actually, right when Andy Minio had got signed to reach records, we brought Andy Minio down to little old Hereford, Texas and set that city on fire. Dude, man. That's, so, and that's, that's where I met you. Was yeah, it, that's where we met. Was it that yeah, one yeah. right there, man? And yeah, so I just started putting those events together, man. And that's how I built a whole lot of relationships, man, with people. And, you know, um, and, and you know, that's God telling me I've equipped you with everything you need, man. Go do it. And so I just started going and started ministering the word of God, man. And he he continued to open up doors, man. And now, you know, I've traveled all over the world sharing my testimony, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. Little old kid from Earth, Texas, man. All over the world, sharing the love of Jesus Christ, bro. It's you crazy. Think you would get this big. I never thought, and never in a million years. I mean, you asked me, I never thought I'd be even ministering. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, from from what I came up in and and what I was doing, man. But that's that's the thing about God. He said, "I'll use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise." You know what I'm saying? It's so. He'll do things you could never imagine if you just give him the opportunity. And all he wants for you to say is yes. That's it. It's just a simple yes to him. That's all he wants. You know what I'm saying? After that, he'll do the rest. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy because even in the story of the prodigal son, 
you know, you, you see it says that uh, there's a verse in there. It says that while the son was still afar off, the father ran to meet him. Now, you got to understand that this this kid had left his home. He took his inheritance. Basically, he told his dad, I wish you were dead. Give me my money. I'm leaving. He left, went to this other country, did whatever he did. But it says that he comes to his senses and he starts coming home. But it says that while the son was still afar off, the father ran to meet him. So you have to understand that what had to be happening every day for the father to be able to see him from afar off. The father was coming to the porch every day looking for the son, saying, I know he's going to come home. Every day, I know he's going to come home. While we were drunk, while we were high, while we, the father kept coming to the, the, the porch saying, I know he'll be here. He looked out, and one day, you know, he looked out and he saw his son, and he ran to meet him, man. And that's a beautiful thing to me because it shows me that all you got to do is take, take that initial step and God will run and meet you right where you're at. But you have to take that first step. You have to say, God, yes, I'm coming. As soon as you say that, I promise you, God's going to meet you right where you're at because he loves you right where you're at, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. man, it's just a beautiful thing, bro, what, what what God has done in my life, man. And I wouldn't change it for anything, man. And I'll continue to tell people about the goodness of Jesus Christ, period. Like, man, ain't nothing better. Ain't yeah. nothing better. Oh, yeah, man. God is good, bro. God is amazing, man. Yeah, yeah. Amazing to what what he's done in your life and and what your he's life. doing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Your life lives, man. Our lives. lives. Yeah, yeah, man. There you go. It, man. Heck it's yeah, beautiful. man. And, you know, um when I had first met you over there, um it was uh I had never been to an event like that. Never. You know, and, and then you bringing in Andy on. This didn't even know who Andy Mignon was at that time. A lot, a lot of people didn't, yeah. man. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, just seeing you on stage, man. I remember seeing you on stage, and I'm like, man, this this dude's got a gift. Like, man, he he's got it. Like it's everything. Like you were up there just rapping, man. And I think you even I don't remember if you no, I don't know if you had freestyled or not up there. But um, but man, you were up there doing that. And behind the scenes, you were serving. And I don't all think that. people, I don't think people saw that. Maybe people didn't notice that, but dude, you were all around serving, man. You have a servant's heart. And man, I, I have to, man. Yeah. And, and that, that's a crazy thing, man. And that's why it's, it's so crazy. Cause I remember even going to the camps, man. And, you know, uh, Ben would be like, oh, you just want to come for the day you perform. And I'm like, heck no, man. I'm there to, you know what I'm saying? I want to go. I want to build relationships with these kids because I want them to be able to, you know, hit me up through my Facebook or hit me up on Messenger. If they're going through and they're struggling, they know they can come to somebody who's who's been through. And, bro, when I tell you, bro, I was just in Artesia, New Mexico a few months back. And we did an event and we went bowling afterwards and we're at the bowling alley. This big old group of kids and this family comes up at like five. It's like I'm like, yeah. It's like, you don't remember us from Seminole? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just people just recognize you and people, everybody yeah. in the bowling alley is like looking like if, as if I'm a celebrity or something. I'm like, no, no, I'm like, no, no, y'all go back to bowling. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing here? I'm like, man, we just had to do just stuff like that, bro. Like, but them being able to say, man, your music impacted my life, your music, you know, not just that, just how you would even talk to me, how you answered when I, when I text you in your, your, your Instagram and you replied back, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people don't understand how much a simple reply back on Instagram could save somebody's life, man, or, or, or do something for somebody. And so for me, man, my life, bro, I, I have to be a servant. I have to be somebody who's there helping behind the scenes as well as doing the ministry thing that God has called me to do. Cause honestly, 
this is what I'm about to do right now. <laughs> like I'm falling back from, from like being on the stage and stuff. And I'm about to be a real servant and really just get behind the scenes and help people who are called to do what God has called them to do, whether that be MMA fighting, whether that be boxing, whether that be, you know what I'm saying? Uh, acting, whatever it may be. I know God has gifted me and he's, he's placed me with, with so many relationships that now it's time for me to step back and say, you know what, now let me serve and let me help these people who are called in Christ to be the best thing in Christ they could be, whatever that is. That might be a janitor. I don't know. If you're a janitor, I'm going to help you do it to the best of your ability. I'm going to help get you a job, whatever you need. I got to try to help you. Like, And so that's my that's always been my heart, man. And that, that will always be my heart, man. And so, um, but yeah, I, I, I just love serving people. I just love sharing Christ, man, because that's that's really what he did. Like I tell people all the time, and you don't know, no shade at anybody. But the event you were talking about in Seminole, there was a, a one rapper that stayed in the green room. You know what I'm saying? And then there was me who was in the in there with the kids, jumping around with them, loving on them. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And so that's always been me. That's always been my heart because I, I figured like Jesus wasn't in the green room. You know what I'm saying? Like. Jesus was walking through crowds like he was there with the people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he was being pressed and he had multitudes coming after him. Like he wasn't going back to the hotel room after the event saying that he's tired or he's doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like even even when he was, guess what happened? The people came to find him. You know, the, when the disciples come and said, man, he, he broke away to be alone. It's like, man. Where were you, Lord? All men seek for thee. You know what I'm saying? He's like, well, let's go. Where are we going? And then when he see the people, he'd feed them. He'd have compassion for them. Like, and so that was the Christ I served, and that's the Christ I see. Like, a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, they they just want to be out in the forefront. I'm like, that's not the Jesus I see. The Jesus I see was, like, not hiding from people. He was actually showing love. He was actually with the people because he needed them to see that love that they'd never seen before. And so for me, growing up without a father, like we talked about earlier, I know there's going to be some kids out in that crowd that their dad's not around. You know what I'm saying? And they're just looking for a father figure. They're just looking for a male to look up to. They're just looking for a role model. And so if I if I stay in a green room or somewhere where they can't see me just because I think I'm a celebrity, what does that look like? I'd be like, man, we really wanted to hang out with five, but he was there. But God always told me from the beginning, man, like I said, be faithful with the few. Be faithful with the few, no matter what I give you. Just, just love on the people and be out there. Be present. Be mm-hmm. present, man. Because the present is the, is a gift. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We don't know what we got in the future, and the past is already gone. So we need to be present with people, no matter what, man. And, and when you you try to be a, a celebrity or you try to put put yourself in a in a in a place of oh I'm this, you're gonna be humble sooner or later. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. so for me, it's always been that thing. And that's how I, I feel like I built my uh, support, man. My supporters, like, if you, you talk to anybody on my timeline or anywhere, they'll tell you, man, five hung out with this or five did this, five did this for me. You know what I'm saying? And it's not tooting my horn because it's not five doing it. It's, it's Christ doing it. It's God doing it because that's what he told me to do. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do, man. And I just love to love on people, bro. And you can't love on people without serving them. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good. Okay, bro. That's good, bro. That's okay. real good. You know, and, and it's crazy that you said that because uh, I remember when you first came here, it was you and Teddy, and you got your prayer language, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the, you were yeah. here, and, they, and everybody saw Facts. you, you know, and that was. Facts. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that was. I was right there with you. Oh, man, so awesome. Man, I, man, those camps were probably some of the best times of my life, bro. I would always come back from those camps, bro, so Full, so ignited, like man, I would testify in my home church. Like, man, I'm seeing kids worship. Like, 
it's something different. Like when it's something different when you're in an atmosphere full of kids worshiping God, man. Like it's something different. I don't care what nobody says. Like the Bible says, out of the mouth of babes comes perfected praise. So when you're in a group of of young kids, bro, man, man, I remember the kid. Couldn't even see the the projector thing with his glasses. Took them oh, off. Yeah. Remember that, bro? Yeah. Like all this stuff, bro. Yeah. I've been able to see, like, and nobody can't tell me I didn't see these things, bro. Like <laughs> I know what I saw. Legs growing out, bro. Like yeah. I know what I've seen, bro. And like when you're in the atmosphere of those kids just worshiping, man, it's something special about that, man. And so that's why I, you know, I'm, I'm really getting my son heavily in, involved in this and and doing this as well but i i didn't want to make him do it man i had to wait for him to say okay dad i'm ready and so when he told me that i'm like okay you got it now like that's it all you got to do is have a willing willing heart bro you got the willing heart god's gonna do the rest let's go and and daddy gonna take care of you because i'm gonna do whatever i can to see you succeed i promise you that you know what i'm saying so now you got god and your dad on your side you can't lose it's over yeah man yeah like what got your son into into wanting to rap man you know honestly some of our good friends man um the santiago's man they have kids man the young disciples and so they have started doing it man and you know um we we go out support sometimes you know just when they show up somewhere around us man and we actually we were in austin and they had an event somewhere in and around austin and so um, you know, I took Kyron because I wanted him to see that man and see, you know, kids, kids can do this too. You know what I'm saying? And be unashamed. But there's one concert we went to in particular, you know, he saw the boys get up there and worship the Lord, man. He was like, dad, I'm ready. You know, he said, I see this. And I said, okay. I said, that's all you had to tell me. I never want to force you to do anything, you know, cause you got your own calling. Like I, I might, that might not be music. You know what I'm saying? That might not be nothing in the mic. That might be behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? But you know, if, if you want to do this and you want to give this a shot, you know what I'm saying? I always tell people, you don't know if you can walk on water if you don't get out the boat. You know what I'm saying? Like, how you ever going to know if you don't get up out the boat? You know what I'm saying? Like, you it, in Christ, you can't fail. You know what I'm saying? Like, so what I want you to do is at least give it a shot. If it's not what you're called to do, God's going to let you know. And you can always get get right and get in the will of God and tell God, okay, God, this maybe this wasn't what you had for me. But when he said he was ready, I'm like, you know what? I never had a dad that was there for me, man, for my basketball games, football games, any of that. And my son's homeschooled. You know what I mean? He's been homeschooled since third grade because of because of my lifestyle, like how we we travel so much and, you know, we're always gone. And so um, we had to start homeschooling him. And so, you know, he doesn't he doesn't get to play the sports. He doesn't get to do these things, man. And so he's like, man, you know, I'm ready. And so I said, you know what? I'm all in, son. Whatever you want to do, you let me know. I'll get whoever you want, who you want on the song. You want Lecrae on the song? We'll go, we'll go try our hardest to get him on there. Like, that's just my mindset, bro. And, you know, we didn't get Lecrae on the song, you know what I'm saying? But that don't mean we didn't try, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> Listen, but, uh, man, he does have V-Rose on one of his songs. He has mm-hmm. he has Young Noah, uh, Mission, and Tori Deshaun. Tori Deshaun actually writes for Reach Records right now, and he's on one of Kyron's songs. We have Peabod on one of Kyron's songs, who's uh he uh he's actually uh, signed with the same label as Lauren Daigle and Jordan Felice. Like so, yeah, like so, yeah. He's he's got some people on his album that most people in our genre don't even got on the album. You know what I'm saying? Like so, it it it, and that's just me saying, you know what? I'm gonna do whatever I can for my son. And I'm not on these songs. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of uh, salty a little bit because I'm not <laughs> on these songs. Some of these songs are really good, man. I'm yeah. like, man, why didn't I jump on? Them? But I'm like, nah, that ain't that ain't my place. I want my son to shine, and I want him to understand that daddy's gonna do whatever he can to see him succeed, especially 
when he's doing it for for Jesus, bro. Mm -hmm. Like if it's for Christ, I'm going all out for you, son. So yeah, man. So he just he saw them, he wanted to do it, and now here we are right now. And he he was gonna drop an album and and I just thought, like, man, what better way? Because I'm about to stop doing music. I was like, I want to see him succeed. So why not drop an album with him? Because I already have a fan base. People already know who I am. And so I bring my son into the fold, and now they see him. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to help him in the long run, man. Most people don't see stuff like that. But I've always been a person that's seen stuff like, nah, I'm going to take what I got, and I'm going to add to him mm. or anybody. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to leave a legacy for your children. No. You, you want to do that, man. So. That's what I want to do, man. Yeah. And why? Why stop? Why stop? Why stop? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you telling me why stop music? Yeah, why, why am I why, stopping? Why stop rapping? Like you're you're doing so good, <laughs> man. You have all these doors open, you know. And it's just like, why stop? I feel like I feel like right now God is telling me to 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 sit back for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like not only that, man. Like, uh, man. So I'm gonna say this. I gotta say this without getting too much into it. So it's a, it's a it's a lot of stuff that goes on in the in the Christian uh music world, man. That a lot of it is, is smoke and mirrors, if I can say that. No, you know, a, a lot it's it's a, it's a lot of fake. It's a lot, and, you know. And I'm not dissing nobody. I'm not saying on there. It's nothing like that, man. I'm just saying for me, I've been in this ten years. I've seen a lot of stuff, man. And over the past couple of years, bro, I've been super depressed. Um, I've been super depressed, man. And, you know, God just got me out of that and brought me out of that rut, you know? So, um, you know, I just been praying, me and my wife, and I was like, man, you know what? I, I think I need to step back from this for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Just so I can, I can, I can reevaluate what God wants me to do. And also the other thing is like, music doesn't define me mm -hmm. in, in Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Craig, Craig is Craig and Craig is saved and Craig loves Jesus. And I know, I know whose I am and I know who I am in him, you know? And so, um for me right now the best thing for me to do is, is to take a step back man and just and just chill and plus i want people to understand too like um you know it, it's all right when god tells you to put something down that you love you know what i'm saying one person one person in particular i i could testify to who i seen act so beautifully in that was tim tebow man like Tim Tebow, man, one of the, man, bro, like, you can't tell me he's not a great quarterback. He, he was a great quarterback. He won a Heisman Trophy, almost won it twice. He took the, the, the losing Denver Broncos to the playoffs the year before he got cut from the Broncos for Peyton Manning. You know, he, he did all these things, and, and he was just shut out of the NFL for some reason. And a lot of people like to say, oh, it's because it's he can't play. It's because of this. And, you know, I don't believe that. I believe he got shut down because every time he had a mic in his face, he was talking about Jesus Christ. And you could go look at it every single time he had a microphone in his face. He was talking about the love of Jesus Christ. Glory to Jesus Christ. Like this is what Tim Tebow would do. And he wasn't saying that and then going doing different things. He was actually living what he was talking about. And so I seen them take this man's like this man worked so hard to get to where he was. If you make it to pro any sport, basketball, football, that means you worked your butt off to get there. Grew up as a kid, going through different practices, working out, training your body, discipline, all kinds of things. And he worked and they took that away from him and he never complained. He never said a word. Like he just fell in line and started doing other things for the Lord. Like big things for the Lord. Like he even went and played baseball full of it. Now he's commentating. He has to sit there and talk about the thing he loves most. 
Like he loves playing football, but you know, you look at that and you think about the, 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 uh, when Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler, when he said, listen, what do I got to do to be saved? He said, you got to do this, that, and the third. man, I do all that. He said, okay, then sell everything you have and follow me. But you know, Jesus wasn't telling him that you couldn't be rich or you couldn't have money. He wasn't saying that he was telling him that because he thought he was good, but the money was on the throne of his heart. So Jesus said, man, I can't, you can't follow me if, if that's on the throne of your heart. So sell it all. You know what I'm saying? Like get rid of every, all your value. And he said, he walked away with his head down because he couldn't do it. Mm. Now, Tim Tebow, he didn't walk away with his head down. Mm-hmm. He walked back in with his head held high and he's out here giving people the gospel. Listen, he wrote, he wrote John three sixteen on his eyes and like 97 million people Googled that. Yeah. 97 million. So if you don't know John 3:16, what does that tell you? Yeah. Those are all unbelievers that Google that because mm-hmm. if you're a Christian and you don't know John 3:16, then you need to go to a different church. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. Something ain't right. Like, yeah. how do you not know one of the fundamental for God so love is you know what I'm saying? So for God so love the world. Like, so nine 97 million people Googled that, bro. Just because he put that on his eyes. Mm-hmm. You think the world like that, bro? Heck no. Yeah. They don't. And so I seen Tebow do that, bro. And it, it really blessed me. It's like, man, this man put down, he worked so hard to get to that point, man. And when they took it away from him, he didn't complain. He didn't, bro, it, it's just a beautiful thing. It just showed me Jesus. Like, I see Jesus in Tim. Like, no matter what people say, like, that man got the love of Christ in him. Oh, if yeah. he didn't, he'd be going crazy out here because, he, you know, how many years he, he wasted to get to where he was in football and they just take it away from you like that in the blink of an eye and nobody gives you another opportunity. That's crazy, right? That's crazy. But God has something better for Tim. And now he's probably making 10 times more than what he would have made in the NFL just being him and yeah. loving people and serving and being who Christ called him to be. You know what I'm saying? And I love that. And so for me, with this music thing, you know, I, I realize right now it's the time for me to just step back, sit down and say, you know what, God, I'm content with or without the music. I still love you. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm not going to be all the way out because I'm still helping people. Mm-hmm. Like I'm still serving. I'm serving in the background now. And I think it's time for me to do that, man. And I think it's time that some other people start to think about doing that too, instead of always trying to be me, me, me. It's time to take a step back and say, you know what? Let me help these young kids that are coming up. Because if they don't have somebody that's, that's that they see that really loves them and supports them and wants to push what they do, then they're going to start doing their own thing. And the gospel is always one generation away from being extinct. And so we have to be the people that say, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm going to take, even though I'm, I'm, I have success in this, I'm doing this. I'm going to step back because I see a greater need and that's discipleship. Mm, man, yeah, I see a greater need right now, bro. Like, sure. you know what I'm saying? I can, I can rap and get money all day. And that's my thing too. Like I, I just see so much in the church, man. And, and, you know, I put a post on my Facebook not too long ago. I said, Jesus is about to start flipping tables. Like there's so much going on in the church where people are just get like they're out to get money and, and they're using the name of Jesus to do so. And I'm not saying they didn't start out with the right intentions, but I'm just saying somewhere along the way, when money gets involved, everything always starts to get a little trippy. You know what I'm saying? Because the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, you know, I have to step back and say, you know what? 
because I, I can honestly, I can book shows for me all day from year in to year out and I can get money from churches. I can do that. But that's not what I want to do anymore, bro. Like, I really want to, I really see a need for discipleship. I see a need to step back and, sh- and, and, and work in the backgrounds and help people reach their full potential in Christ. But while I'm doing that, discipling them and showing them this is how you do it. This is what God, de- this is what God desires from you. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what, this is what you need to do. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to be doing that with my son. I'm going to be doing that with a couple of other artists. Um, you know, I even talked to uh, John Angel about managing him in his uh, MMA career. Like, let me help you, bro. Like, I can do this. Like, this is what I do. You know what I'm saying? We'll talk all day. Let's put Jesus at the forefront of this, of this, of this MMA world. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. And, and, and he wants to be there. God actually wants to be there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. God wants to be at the center of that, man. So, yeah. We gotta, we gotta figure out how to do that. So that's where I'm moving to now, man. So I'm excited. I'm excited about it, man. Like. Yeah, that's not to say I won't I won't do music again in the future when God releases me. I, hey, I'm always writing. Like yeah. I'm always writing, so it, it's cool, man. I'm excited. Heck yeah, man! I'm proud of you, bro. Proud of you for doing that. Appreciate Heck you, yeah, man. man. Appreciate yes, sir. I mean, you know, you, I knew you had um you had posted some stuff on Facebook about it, you know, and um, it's like, man, I'm gonna ask him. Maybe there's a little. There's Every got to be more. It's got to be more. Every everybody's asking me right oh, now. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah, you, everybody's coming out. Why stop? Why this? And I'm like, it's crazy because I'm like, what do you mean? Why stop? Y'all ain't y'all ain't buying my albums. All these people that's asking me if y'all just bought my albums, we'd be straight. You know, what I'm, saying? I'm just playing. I just playing. But no, like for me, it's just like man, like sometimes you just you just gotta let stuff go, man. And I feel like for me, I'm just going through a season where I got to do that, man. And, but the main thing I see, man, out here in this world today, man, is a need for discipleship, bro. It's like it's not there. And people, people could be talented. They could be super talented. And so these labels, what they do is they just sign them off with talent, bro. Like mm-hmm. there's no accountability there. There's no discipleship there. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, as long as you're putting out good music, we're going to continue to push you. You know, and they don't really know how they're even living. Man, you know, you, I just read an article about the dude from Hawk Nelson, the lead singer, just came out and says oh, he doesn't believe in God. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He doesn't believe in God. You know what I'm saying? So so that's that's the problem. It's because these labels are signing these people and there's no accountability. There's no discipleship. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, oh, my dad's a pastor. Like, that doesn't give you a pass. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you still need to be discipled. I don't care if you grew up in a in a, in a a church home. And most of the time, us as kids, we don't listen to our parents anyway. So you need somebody outside of that, that, that doing that for you. And so that's what I want to try to build. And, and that's what I'm doing with my son, trying to get him mentors and other people. Cause you know, he might not always listen to daddy, but he's going to find somebody that's going to be able to speak truth into him. And he's going to be able to hear him. Even like with family, like I can't, I can't tell my brother everything, but I know some people that can go talk to my brother. Mm-hmm. Like when I say, you, you know how it is with family. It's yeah. different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like even Jesus, it says, that, you know, he didn't, he didn't have no honor in his house. Like the, his brothers didn't believe who he was until he died. You know what I'm saying? Like they yeah. didn't, they didn't believe that. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like, bro, we got to figure this out and we got to figure out this discipleship thing. And discipleship is not, it's not what people think it is. It's not just this thing where, you know what I'm saying? You just had these, these groups and you just doing it. No, discipleship is life on life. You really there for somebody. I don't care if it's, you know, three in the morning, whatever. Like, it's life on life, bro. You, Jesus was with these dudes three years every single day. Three years. You know what I'm saying? And so he gives us the model for discipleship. 
But then we we veer off of that and we're like, oh no, you can come in once a week. Um, and we'll read this, we'll read this, and I'll I'll tell you what you need to study and this and that. It's like that's not discipleship, bro. Like these folks are gonna need you to be in their lives, like like daily, like you know what I'm saying? When they're going through, they're gonna struggle, like especially drug addicts. Like there's gonna be a time where they where everybody doesn't get delivered like I got delivered. There's going to be a time where somebody's going to get beefing for something and they're going to have to pick up the phone and call you. It might be two, three, four, five in the morning yeah. and you're going to have to pick it up and without an attitude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that's, that's the thing, Ooh, bro. Like that's the, bro. Yeah. That's, that's discipleship. <laughs> that's good. That's discipleship. And, and we can't make these excuses while we don't pick up and say, Oh, we're busy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm busy, bro. How busy do you think Jesus was? Mm. <laughs> he was the King of the universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean you busy? Dang so it. it's like we we got to start noticing this and learning this and discipling people and doing life on life with people. And so that's that's where I'm going, man. And that's where the whole uh, my dream team uh, united. You know, that's where it comes from. And it's you know, uh, dream team. Uh, it's a uh, devoted, redeemed, equipped, anointed ministers together evangelizing all mankind. So that's dream team right there. It's like. We're coming together, Dream Team United, man. Like that's the acronym for it. And so we we want to really do this. And we're about to start, you know, we 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 get a bus. We're gonna start doing events all across the country where we're taking these young artists that are up and coming, putting them on tours, but we're on we're on the bus with them and we're discipling them, like literally doing life with them and showing them like, hey, I get it, man. You 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 might not be taught this, you might want to go party every night, but listen, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to calm that down because I mean I've been on the road. I've been on the road with some people, man. It, it, it's, it's some crazy stuff that goes on in the Christian world. <laughs> Let me just say that, bro. Let me just say that, bro. It's, it's yeah. some crazy stuff that go on in the Christian world, dog. Like, so uh, I just want to, I just want to do what God called me to be and, and be a light to those people. You know what I'm saying? They say, somebody told me man, one time, he said, man, five, you're a minister to artists. I was like, man, maybe that's what God's calling me to be. Cause it's needed, bro. Yeah. Cause the, these people get a little fame and a little something and all of a sudden they don't want to serve God no more or they don't believe in God no more. And it's like, man, we've been listening. We've been singing your song in our churches for years. Mm-hmm. And this whole time you weren't believing in God. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. Yeah. And it's, it's happening. But the, the the reason it's happening is because of lack of discipleship. That's why. Yeah. got to count the cost, man. Dude, that's good, bro. Man, heck yeah. Man, I'm... Proud, bro. Said, proud of yeah. you, bro. Dude. He said proud of you. That's what I'm trying to do, man. So pray yeah. for me, Jeremy. Pray for me. Oh, man. yeah. Most deaf, man. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Heck yeah. Um, you're talking about discipleship. Is that uh, your podcast? Mm, Is mm-hmm. that kind of what you do with your podcast as well? Yeah. So, yeah, the podcast, that's what we want to do, man. We want to we want to give people game that are in the Christian world and, and let them know, like, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. Cause you, you got tons of people coming in and out of, of, of music and doing these things. And so, you know, I've been in it so long and seen so much and I made all these relationships. So, you know, I got friendships with people who know the ins and outs of what's going on, man. And so that's what we want to do. Help equip them. You know what I'm saying? Not only spiritually, but business wise too, because mm-hmm. it's, it's a business too, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? As much they want to say, oh, you know, what I'm say ministry over uh industry. It's like, bro, do you understand that God is not hate industry? Guess what? Paul was Paul was a tent maker. Guess what that is? That's an industry, tent making. It's an industry. Jesus was a carpenter. Guess what carpentry is? It's an industry. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, God is not against industry, he's against the wicked hearts that are 
running the industry and that are in the industry. So it has to be a change. Like we're supposed to infiltrate the inf- the industry. You know what I'm saying? With the ministry. So yeah. you should be saying ministry through the industry. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we need to be doing because we need to we need to educate folks that you know it is about business because a lot of times people do bad business that are sold out to the Lord. Like they love the Lord. They're going hard for the Lord, but then they get in this deal and the industry ends up messing up their heart. And then they start hating God for what man did. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. They start hating God. Like, why did you look at And God's like, no, like bro, wisdom. Like I told you be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove. Like wisdom has to be factored into there. Like you have to, that's why Solomon asked, he could have asked for anything in the world. And he said, give me wisdom. You know what I'm saying? Like, and God said, because you asked for this, man, you're going to have everything you want. Like, straight up. Like, and so for us, we have to start to teach people that, like, you have to know your business. And you, it, it, of course, it, it, it has to be ministry from the jump. But at the same sense, it's a business, man, because you're handling funds, you're handling money. You know what I'm saying? And you need to learn how to be a good steward of those things. You need to learn how to do it because if you end up making a bad deal, it's going to turn your heart bad towards God for something man did. And I've seen it happen time and time again. And so that's what we want the people to understand is like, yeah, like God doesn't hate industry. He wants you in it, but you have to know how to do it biblically. And you have to know how to do it with a, with a sound mind and a clean heart and go in that thing and do it how God wants you to do it. And so, so that's, that's what the, uh, the whole takeoff podcast is about trying to help people take off, you know what I'm saying? in their calling, you know what I'm saying? And teach them that, not only is it ministry, but it is, it's definitely going to be business involved in it. And you got to learn how to take care of that because if God gives it to you, you want to steward it. Right. So mm-hmm. that's what we wanted to do. So we have people from, man, we've had Derek Miner on there. We've, we have some pretty dope people on there, man, giving good knowledge and, and game of how it goes in there, man. So, and that's what we want to do, man. And we want people to be able to eat the, eat the meat, spit out the bones, bro. Like, Eat the yeah. meat, spit out the bones. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. not, not everybody's going to have it right. Not everybody's going to be perfect. Yeah. We all fall short, bro. Yeah. So, you know, some people are going to miss it sometimes, but we want to at least put you in a position to where you can win uh, at being uh, a Christian artist or a Christian painter or whatever you want to be. Like, whatever you want to be, do it unto God, man, and mm-hmm. do it in excellence. And so that's what we want to do with the takeoff experiences, yeah. show people how to do it in excellence. Yeah. Y'all make sure and y'all go check that out. Yeah, please, yeah. please. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have to have you on the show too, man. I have to bring you on there to talk about no holes, man. Cause I really like what you're doing for real, man. And just, you know, we'll, we'll have to have you on the show, man. We're, we're about to start doing, man, just crazy. You know, probably the first time I say this. So we're about to shoot a pilot episode for a TV network. Uh, yeah bro god when i tell you god opening doors bro like god opens doors so Dude, about yeah. to shoot our first episode a pilot episode uh and my dog just walked in what's up kingston probably heard fireworks it's crazy how dogs are f- so scared of fireworks it blows my mind bro like, he gets <laughs> super scared of fireworks yeah. but uh but yeah, we're we're uh, about to shoot a pilot episode. Uh, we just pitched it to a network, and they asked us for a pilot. If they like it, then they're gonna pick us up for a season. So you know, we're gonna start doing stuff like that. So we will have to get you out to Dallas, man. Get you in the in the studio because we're gonna start doing it like a live taping. So oh wow, kind of kind of like a one hundred and six in part type yeah. thing. Yeah. But we're actually looking for a private jet to really do the podcast in. So. If you know anybody out there in Seminole, I know there's some money out there in Seminole, all that oil, man. They got some <laughs> private jets we can use. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We like and to use yeah. that as a set. But, there we go. but yeah, man, we got to get you on there, bro. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be pretty cool. 
Yeah, That'd we get awesome. you on, bro. Just talk, talk, because you know a lot about this stuff, man. You've been doing like the camps and all that stuff, and so that's the other stuff we want people to know about, like the inside of ministry and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like you've been serving for a minute, bro. I've seen you, bro, and I've seen how you serve selflessly too, man. So I salute you for that, bro. For real, like you guys take take those weeks at a time to go out there to those camps with those kids, man, and just love on them. It, it's a beautiful thing, bro. I'm telling you, bro. Yeah. Those oh, camps yeah. are one of the most beautiful things I, I've seen in my walk in Christ, bro. Yeah. No, I love it, man. And yeah. And seeing you there, seeing you there, going, getting your thing on over there, bro. Loving on the students over there, you know, I mean, um, bro, and then so not funny. only that, like even seeing you getting dirty, helping with the games, you know, oh, that, yeah. that that right there, bro. <laughs> Heck yeah, that's a service. Oh, I just think about getting hit with that big old freaking <laughs> ball one time dude, inside dude. it, blindsided, bro. <laughs> man, hey, that's just fun, though. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, man. Hey, those kids don't care either, man. Scraped up knees, oh, everything. Oh yeah. my goodness, yeah. man. No, hey, they get it in. Dude, that but was yeah, bad. Man, yeah. I, I, I appreciate you, Jeremy, man. Really salute you for what you do for the kingdom, bro. Straight up. Thank you, sir. Thank you, bro. You know, you, uh, you're talking about discipleship and, and you also talked about, you know, just church, different things that are going on in the church. Do you believe or do you think that the events that are going on now are making the church kind of against each other? <laughs> okay. How can I go with this? <laughs> okay. So, so God said, I'll separate the goat from the sheep. He said, listen, I'm going to separate the, the wheat from the tares. I believe the season we're in now is, is that season. It's harvest season. Like, like things that, that haven't been exposed are getting exposed, bro. Like, there's about to be a bunch of, like, and I'm talking about, I don't care from music all the way to churches, like pastors. It's about to be a bunch of stuff that's about to get exposed uh, in the church, man, because God is cleaning up, bro, and he's, he's getting it ready. And for me, I think, you know, I keep hearing everybody saying this and I'm, I'm reading my word and I'll see different, but everybody keeps saying, you know, revival is coming. Revival is coming. And, and I'm going to tell you, revival already came. You know what I'm saying? Revi- revival's here. But I, I'm going to tell you, revival's not coming. And I put this post up the other day. I said, revival's not coming, but the great falling away is. Like, yeah. the great falling away is coming, bro. Like, we keep saying revival, revival, revival. God's like, no, we've already been through revival, revival, revival. Now, you you need to read your Bible. You see the signs at the time. You see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, look 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 at the just look at it, bro. You can look at the surrounding of where we're at today. The world, like, the great falling away is about to come. There's going to be a shaking in the earth, and I believe that that the saints and 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 the remnant is about to be wake w- woken up. But it's not going to be for revival. It's going to be uh f- to preach the word of God so that people can see God for who he really is because we're we're running out of time man jesus is coming back he's definitely coming back soon and uh, i think i think a lot of people just kind of fell asleep man and and we got complacent we got comfortable um even with like the way we do worship even with like all these things bro god is like no it's time to it's time to shake this stuff up it's like we pray for a book of acts church till god gives us one right it's like, so the book of Acts church, where were they having church at? At home. Yeah. They were having church at home. We get mad because they shut down our mega church. And now we're mad that we can't go meet here when God said the church was never a building. Yeah. It's never a building. The church is you. 
Like, it doesn't stop. We have all these tools. Right now, I'm talking to you. You're in Seminole, Texas. I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and we're on this Zoom conference, and we're talking. God is saying, no, I've given you the tools to continue to do what I do. Don't get mad when these things happen. You know what I'm saying? But how how does he, he says, be encouraged because you see that my word is fulfilling itself. Like, my word will fulfill itself. It, it will not fall void, man. And so... I think right now, like the church is not really being separated, but I believe it's being pruned. Mm. Can I say it like that? Yeah. I believe the church is, is starting to get pruned and, and people are having a problem with it, man. And me, I'm like, no, man, we, we need the real because we need Jesus, bro. And it's it's going to come a time where, you know, we're not going to be able to carry our Bibles. Like, and, and as much as these people get mad and they get mad at the government, oh, they're trying to take this away. And it's like, bro, read your Bible. Why are you mad when God already told you this was going to happen? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why do we go against stuff that we claim to believe in? Like, if we claim to believe that God is going to take this way, I get it, bro. You, you, you're upset because you're, you're used to this comfortable life. But God is saying, no, I'm about to shake things up. And I want you to believe my word because all these things I said that were going to happen, they're going to happen. And, and instead of getting angry, be encouraged because that means I'm coming. Mm. encouraged because that means i'm on my way you know what i mean like we can't we can't survive this without christ like we ain't gonna be able to do nothing without jesus that's why i'm so glad like you know what i'm saying and and but now is the time for us to really rev it up and really start preaching the word and really start preaching the truth and really start showing people the love of jesus christ like the love of jesus christ and it's time out for judging folks and and telling them what they're doing is wrong i tell people all the time like man you how many of y'all know that a, a crackhead know what he's doing is wrong? You don't have to tell him what he's doing is wrong. Yeah. But what you can tell him is that there's a God who loves you, even though you're doing this wrong. Mm. There's a Jesus who gave his life. He said, why we were yet still sinners. He died for us. While you're still, while you were yet still a sinner, Christ chose to die for you. He loves you. Like yeah. it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like he loves you right there, right where you're at. And I'm not here to judge you. I'm here to tell you that God loves you. And if you would only seek him, he'll show you that he loves you. And that's where we need to be at, bro. But mm. we, we've yeah. gotten to a place in America where we just judge everything and we tell everybody what everybody's doing is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's like, no, that's, let's not do that. Let's just love on them because the only thing that's going to defeat hate is love, yeah. period. That's the only thing that takes out hate is love. And so it's time out for like just, but we, we definitely need to preach the truth. We definitely need to have it. Uh, and if we get them in the church and that's the, that's the point, like to get them to the church or get them to somebody that they can listen to or get them to somebody who can hold them accountable, get them to somebody who can disciple them. And I think, I think that's the main thing though, that churches failed at is discipleship, man. Mm-hmm. Like having people really disciple people because it's going to, it's, it's going to get hard, man. Yeah. It's going to get hard. It's it's going to get real hard. Yeah. And this revival people keep talking about is coming. is not coming. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know what's coming? The mark of the beast. <laughs> you know what's coming? Where, where they're going to tell you, denounce Christ and get your head chopped off. Yeah. That's coming. Like, we know that's coming. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, so if, if you're not gone in that rapture, you're going to have to suffer through these things. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to have to go through these things. Yeah. Don't fear because God's going to wake up 144,000. The scales going to fall off their eyes. They're going to preach the gospel. You know, and, and that's one of my prayers, man. It's a crazy prayer. And, and I stopped thinking. I used to think, man, you know what? I want to go in the rapture. I can't wait to go in the rapture. You know, you know what I know my prayers now? God, if you need me here, leave me here. Oh, dude. I'll preach. If you need me here, leave me here. You know what I'm saying? Because... 
I, I read in my Bible that those who get their heads chopped off will be immediately seated next to Christ. Immediately. Those who are here during the tribulation, when their heads hit the ground, they're immediately seated next to Christ. There's no, there's no better place to be. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm like, God, if you need me here, I'm here to preach and I'll do what you ask me to do. And even though it's going to be hard, I still believe that you're the God you said you were. And I'll stay here and I'll preach the word because somebody has to do it. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Somebody has to do it, bro. You know, so um, that that's just my prayer right now, man. And it's, it's crazy as it is, but that's what it is, bro. Heck yeah, bro. That's what's up, man. Um, what is the definition of unity? Unity. I, I could tell you biblically if you want me to real quick. <laughs> it's just kind of what it, man, whatever you think unity is. What I think, uni- yeah, I think unity think, is, what is, what is unity? I think unity is John 17. <laughs> that's, that's what I think unity is. And so when we get that, that concept of John 17, uh, let me see where we at. I pray that I should, uh, at the world. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself and I'll be saying, neither pray for others, but for all them, which shall believe on me through thy word. That they sh- that they all may be one as thou father art in me and I in thee, that they may also be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me in glory. Which let me let me go to an easier little version real quick, man, because I read the KJV, but so he said in John seventeen twenty, he said, I am praying not only for the disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world would know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Oh, righteous father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. Mm-hmm. So that's the definition of unity. And what people need to, what need to really understand is that Jesus prayed that that's what he prayed in the garden, John 17. He said, I pray that they be one. Even as you are in me and I am in you. Yeah. But that doesn't happen in the church. And I, I mean, and yeah. And I was just about to ask, like, do you feel like unity is evolving or dissolving? I feel like unity is evolving or dissolving. Man, I, I can't lie. Like, I, I travel the country, bro. Like, mm. And I, I know different dom- denominations, they book a show or whatever, and they reach out to all these other churches and none of these other churches ever show up. Or they they try to come together. And there's only one person I've seen who brought <laughs> Louis Palau, man. I don't know if people know who Louis Palau is, but he is one of the greatest evangelists of all time. But he does these events where he sends people out to live in the community for two years. He sends like a group of people out in the community. They get all the churches in the areas together, bring them in one and they do a huge event. Mm. 
Like it's so crazy. I saw that and I was like, wow, God, this is, this is incredible. But like when I travel and I see this and people book us and they're like, man, we reached out to every church asking to be here. And, you know, they just don't want to come. They don't want nothing to do with it because it's us or this or that. And the third, and I, man, it just breaks my heart because it's only one Christ, one crucifixion, one resurrection. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's excuse me. It's crazy how people just don't, they don't want to come together, bro. And, and it's like, man, we're going to have to come together. Like, we're gonna have to come together yeah. and you know it might be it might be sooner than later man you know god's gonna show these folks like we we got to come together even you know like come together i mean and i and i know you guys church man i've, I've been there man it's pretty diverse like you know it is and that's a beautiful thing man but you know most most segregated time of of the week is Sunday service. A lot of times, man, it's like people just don't want to come together. And it's like, no, yeah. we're going to have to come together, bro. There's only one color that matters and that's the blood of Christ. That's it. Like, yeah. and when people understand that and people see that, I think, I think we'll, we'll be the world to be a better place, man. But like I said, man, Jesus said in Luke 12, 49, do you think I come to bring uh, peace? No, I came to bring division. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? From now on, there's gonna be two, there's gonna be five in one house, two divided against three. It's gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like he came to bring a sword, bro. And it's it's gonna happen where the the wheat and the tares are separated. It's gonna happen where the goat and the sheep are, are separated. And he's I feel like he's doing that right now in this season, man. And it's it's happening. And yeah. it's gonna come a time when the real church come together, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? The the remnant that he's that he's calling for, they're gonna come together and we're just gonna worship together, man, because you know, um it, it's one thing and Bro, I was, man, I, I tell you, I was talk, I was on, on the trip this last time, man. Uh, I ran into a couple of Jewish dudes, right? Mm. Like, uh, like literal, uh, you know, Jewish, and they had the thing on. And I started asking questions. I was like, man, let me ask y'all why y'all, y'all don't believe in Jesus and this and that. You know, they start telling me all the stuff, and then the dude tells me, he says, man, I, I want to tell you something about American Christianity. He's like, do you ever see do you ever see the government go after the the Islam or the Muslims in America? Do you ever see them shut down their worship service? Do you ever see them do any of that? It's like, I'm like, no, you really don't. Why? Because they stand up for what they believe in. Mm. Christians, it's a totally different thing. Like they could come down and they can shut shut us down. They could do whatever they want to do. Because for the for the past so many years, we never stood on his righteousness. We never stood up and said, listen, like, no, we're, we're not going to do this. Like, and, and we never talk about those other things. But it's so crazy how every other religion or, or whatever, they don't attack them like they do us. Why? Man. Because we're so separated. A house divided will not stand. Mm, man. We can't stand. We yeah. can't stand up for ourselves because we're too divided. Yeah. How can we stand? Every every Muslim across the United States are, are united. They're going to stand. Do you know what I mean? Like Christians, we're so divided, we can't stand. A house divided will not stand. God, no, he said that. Guess who was hearing? When Jesus told that to the disciples, guess who else was hearing it? The devil. Mm-hmm. He heard it too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are we going to do? Like, we have to come together. When we come together, they'll realize that they can't do this stuff to us no more. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at least for the time being until the, the time when the, the dude comes. Because, you know, the Antichrist is going to come and he's going to bring all the church together. Yeah. So you're going to see that. 
and he's just gonna fool his way into the into power, and then then we'll come together, and then it'll be too late. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, man, I'm just waiting for God, man. Like you said, he said, bro, all this stuff is gonna happen. It's in my word, and it's gonna happen. So just just be grateful. Be how would I say? Be be encouraged because I am coming. That's what he told me. He said, be encouraged because I'm coming. You know what I'm saying? So we we as Christians and, and true believers, we ain't got nothing to fear, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we death, death. Oh, death! Where is your sting? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Amen but to that. Where is your sting at? We're good. All right, heck yeah, man, dude. I'm love sorry, it, man. I'll I be getting, I'll be getting in on this word, man. It's, it's like in me. So <laughs> no, that's good. I'll be doing love interviews. I'll be like, man, I might be talking too much, but no, like, man. When I get to talking, man, it's just like, especially about God, man, because I'm so serious about him and, and, and his word man and, and what's going on man it's, it's just a different it's crazy man and yeah we we need him we definitely need him united states needs him we need we need to humble ourselves and we definitely need to pray man yeah we need to pray as a nation no, because I agree. this stuff right here sodom and gomorrah ain't mm. we living in hey i told people all the time i said listen either god gonna have to apologize to sodom and gomorrah or eventually he's gonna have to destroy the u.s like it's and he ain't doing no apologizing yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It. Dang it. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said, dang it. Yeah. He said, dang it. Bro, it's crazy out here, bro. It's, yeah, it it's is. Crazy. It is. It's crazy out here, bro. Like, these, folks, these folks don't care no more, bro. Mm-hmm. It's, it's scary, man. Not at all. Praise God for Jesus. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thank God for Jesus, man. Amen to that, bro. Heck yeah. Shoot, man. Uh, anything else you'd like to add before we uh, get out of here? Nah, man, I just I just want to thank you for allowing me to come on, bro. Uh, no holes. I think uh, we definitely didn't let nothing hold back on this one, man. No, <laughs> no, no way. It's good. I, I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you reaching out to me, bro. Like, you know, I love you, respect you, man. I've always have. And, uh, you know, hopefully I can get back out to Seminole one day soon, man, and, and, and worship okay. with you guys, man. So yeah. be a good thing, man. Tell that boy, man. Man, I keep forgetting my boy's name. Um, he's the you pastor now. What's his name? Uh, uh Mike Pastor Mike, Mike. Mr. Alvaro. What's his name? Alvarado. What's his uh, name? Alvarez? Alvaro. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my boy. So, uh, he's a you pastor now. Tell that boy to bring me out, man. Dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will. I- I'll let him know. Tell that boy I need to come out there, man, on my last dance tour in October, oh, man. Dude. Tell him November, November, actually. So, November. Tell him that'd be so dope, man. Me and my son and a couple of other dope, dope, dope artists, surprise artists we're bringing out. So oh, nice. that'd be pretty cool, man. So, but nah, man, I love you guys, man. And, uh, you know, tell everybody I said hello. And uh, yes, thank sir. you for having me, bro. Thank oh, you for yeah, having me. yeah, man. Most definitely, man. It was amazing, bro. Loved it, man. Loved everything. Loved that you brought the word. Loved that you got to preach Pastor Five. <laughs> that's in the work sometime pastor five that's funny my dude von Juan always tells me that's what's next i like give it hey let let god do it man <laughs> yeah i don't want to be one that went i want to be one that sent you know what i'm saying man yeah. some went some were sent you know what i'm saying i'm trying to be sent so yeah. i'm just waiting on god on that one but i believe it's in, i believe it's in the future man just yeah. just trying to see what I got to do right now to help these kids and, and help discipleship. I got to build a better way to disciple, man. We, we got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Especially right now in these last days, man, I got to figure it out. It's, it's hard, man. Like, Oh yeah. man. Just you like you it. said, man, you just got to be there. 
you got to be there. They need they when they when they need you. Hey, I'm there. I'm right there with you. So facts, man. Yeah. But yeah, yes. love you, bro. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Love you too, man. Hey, man, not, nothing but blessings and favor over you and your fam, bro. Thank you, bro. Likewise, yeah, man. Likewise. And um, um, people want to get a hold of you on social social media. How how can they do that? All my social media is under Five Ola, the number five I V E O L A. That's all my my artist. That's my artist page and all that stuff. If you just want to hook up with my personal page on uh, Facebook, it's Craig James C R A I G J A M E S. Send me a friend request. I usually answer them all. If I uh, if I have room to add you, I'll add you. And uh, you know, I do I do uh, take messages, pray for people, whatever the case may be, man. But yeah, yeah, definitely, y'all go hit me up. Uh, the Takeoff Experience uh, TV. If you just type in that, the Takeoff Experience TV, you can catch us. Uh, we're we're really vamping for this uh, this pilot episode, so we're gonna be off for a couple of weeks now, just trying to get the right people in place to do what we got to do, man. But man, we we love y'all support, man. And also, man, you guys listening, if you see this, uh, it's your first time watching this. Make sure y'all support my boy Jeremy, man. No hoes, man. He's doing something. Um, I, I love the fact when people take initiative to do something different for the Lord, you know what I'm saying? And so he's taking time out of his, his week, man. And I know he he's busy, man. Cause we both been missing each other for like yeah. a week trying to get this done, oh, yeah. so, but he takes time and he has a family, he has kids, he has to get to as a job. You know what I'm saying? So make sure y'all support this, man. Make sure y'all share, you know what I'm saying? Like it, you know, uh, tell everybody about it, man. Let's, let's, let's help people in the body of Christ come up, man. So mm-hmm. that, we can get this word out there. You feel me? Man, dude, I appreciate that, man. Uh, very humbled, bro. Very honored that you were on here. Likewise, man. I'm honored to be on here, man. Yes, sir, man. It's a blessing, man. And um, Yeah, I'm going to tell Pastor Mike. You got to come down here. You got to come you back. Tell Pastor Mike, bro. He got to bring me out. He know that's my dude, man. Oh, yeah. That was my guy every time I was out there, man. I love Mike. And plus, I still owe him that fade on that basketball court. That boy be acting like he just, <laughs> that boy be acting like he just Kevin Durant out here. Yeah, so tell go. him I said that. Tell him I said I owe well, him that. Oh, fade. oh, oh he's going to hear it. He'll hey, hear it. Well, I guarantee he's going to hear this. So, yeah. Hey, tell, tell him I got, I owe him that fade on that court one time. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get in shape, though, first, man. Because yeah, yeah, this quarantine done put me on about 15. Oh, you feel me? Dang quarantine. Yes, sir. Sheesh. Yeah. I want to do nothing but eat. It's crazy. <laughs> right? Like, Me man. too, man. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, love you, bro. Thank you, bro, so much, man. Yes, sir. And uh, if you need something, hit me up, bro. Always always here, man. Yes, sir. Same here, man. Anything, anytime. Prayer, anything. No matter what it is, you know I'm here. Amen. Always. That's discipleship. You, there you go. Amen. Come on. Let's get it. Love you, bro. Love Enjoy you your too. family, man. Have a good night, bro. Yes, sir. Love and uh, man, that's all that we got for tonight. Until next time, we are out. Peace. Deuces.